Previously on Throne of Dice. I have made a tabaxi cleric named Odd Bell. Okay, well, I'm not going to multi-class yet. That is something I'm interested in looking into. Oh, animal handling, faux show. Sorry, my name is Jackie. I am playing a drow named Fluffles McTavish. Fluffles is going to stay and he's going to just level up in rogues. And then Painter is the class that he's going to take. Do you run this place? My name is Azura. Yes, I do. I live here. I'm going to stick with Druid as my specialty. Um, and I'll choose cartography as my craft. The girls saw a vision of them becoming the bad guys. Before the time that all of you knew, there used to be a time where all of this land used to be one. Ruled by one absolutely amazing king named King Bathany. There was peace. This castle stood for everything that we've been fighting for now. There was a war. King Bathany's son, King Tantiello, well, he wasn't as benevolent. His people turned to dark magic. After Taruk, so many history books were destroyed that all of this was forgotten and it was like this world never existed. A high elf, quite tall, with long, billowing red robes, dark brown hair that cascade over his shoulders, golden eyes. Hello, my name is Lashen. Welcome to the Order of the Fallen. I cannot thank you enough for joining the cause. There was necromancy. Well, I thought we weren't gonna tell him that I used necromancy. I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know if you're... I didn't use necromancy. Can you roll a deception check for me? I got a natural one. Lashen just looks at you, smiles a little bit, and says, Okay. So there have been stirrings that Toruk might be a lich. I can tell you that Toruk is a lich. Saw him. Might be best if we don't let it leave the room. Plan of attack will be that everyone in this room will be forming a new group. You will be the people that I need to call on when it's Toruk related incidents. What is this conversation even? What the fuck? God, we just talked for 15 minutes about bird dance. Hi, I'm Sheila. I'm the lunch <laughs> lady. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe you brought fucking Sheila into this podcast. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is the funniest thing that's ever happened to me, ever. Long John over here will be taking what is left of Rowan's old crew, as Rowan will now be heading the newbies on their own missions. So uh, you guys go to class and you guys each have a neat thing. So Jackie in Fluffles classes, he learns how to, what is an area that you think that Fluffles needs to learn better as a rogue? Better as a rogue. Using his sneak attack ability better. Just like how to get into situations that would be advantageous for himself. Okay. You spend the week 
and you go into class and you meet Bartholomew Stone and he is the stealth instructor and he was also a part of Sir Long John's party that was sitting at that table and he is a kobold so he's like up to your knee he's very tiny <laughs> His his name is really awesome. You've probably heard it before, just around the rogue communities. And he spends the entire class speaking and signing and thieves can't so that you can all get better at it as well, just by having it in front of you. And he says he says to you, wow, Fluffles McTavish, we really have a treat for everybody today. Fluffles is probably one of the most skilled assassins we've had in the entire continent. Fluffles can sneak in and out like a breeze. He's going to do think, like a really big lavish bow. And <laughs> everybody just kind of claps. Some people that clap really like hard have like heard of your work and they think there's like others are like, okay, who the fuck is this? Because they're the and younger some, ones. And some are Hillier. In oh. fact, half of the clappers are Hillier. He's just like go, like so loud. So Hillier's excited. a druid and he's taking care of Murphy, so he's not even close. Oh, damn. He would. That would be him, though, if he was here. Um, AU. Where'd this happen? There's a couple seats in the room. There's one at the front. There's one, there's a few in the middle and there's uh, like one at the back. Where does Fluffles sit? No, Fluffles is a keener. He's right at the front. Okay. Like every question. <laughs> and he says, okay, so we're not going to be doing uh, anything about history today because I think we're going to move on to something that a lot of rogues need to be very, very skilled at when encountering opponents while in the field. So Fluffles, I don't think you've had many opponents to come across because he's so good. He just slips in and out and never has an altercation. That's just the that's just the rumor that we have. And I'm, I'll be thrilled to hear more stories from you later. It um, just kind of like pops in his chest like, yeah, you know it. And it looks really pathetic because you have no muscles. <laughs> exactly. Um, really, really broad shoulders. It's just like doesn't work. So there is down in the training, in our section of the training yard, I've had some of the guys help me set up an obstacle course. Um, and we have some of the fighters helping us out today. They will be your queries. You will have to sneak up on them successfully and without killing them, please, dear God, don't kill them. But you will have to successfully sneak up on them and you will have to uh, take them down. And as soon as you can take down three of them, we'll consider you have passed. Wait, what? <laughs> like Odd Bell looks up from her book? From another classroom. Oh, I'm not in this class? You're not in road class. Oh, I guess that makes you sense. Really, you really love jumping into conversations where you're not even there. I'm sorry, I'm high. I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh, and then, and then Fluffles just thinks to himself, "Man, that Tabaxi has great hearing." Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. First with Hillier, now with this, what the hell? I'm sorry. <laughs> like at this point, I'm probably like smacking my head. Like, am I hearing things? Trying to get like water out of my ears. <laughs> and uh, and in the distance, you also hear just like the other the people from Labyrinth talking. <laughs> And you make comments from Labyrinth. And anyways, uh... <laughs> oh my god, all he hears is just, Well, that was unexpected. Or he says that out loud. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Speaking of, if you guys want to hear Labyrinth, go subscribe to Patreon and hear it, because it's an awesome mini-series we do with Justin from Nothing But Dice. 
A quick note from your friendly neighborhood dungeon master that Justin is not with nothing but dice anymore. He's actually with Poison Dice, which is part of the Throne of Dice Network, and will be coming out with his first ex- episode next Tuesday on Patreon and our regular listeners on Thursday. So keep your eyes tuned for that. Sorry for the interruption. We recorded this episode a long time ago, so sorry about that. Back to the show. Anyways, um, so you guys are led back to the, out to the courtyard. So you go back down the hall, back to where the bulletin is and out the doors leading to the, um, on the other side of the cafeteria, there's a few people still milling around and Sheila waves from behind the bar of the counter (laughs) and uh, winks at you, blows a kiss. Fluffles gives her a wink and hopes that it'll get him good food someday. (laughs) Well, the surprising thing this morning is that the food was top-notch. It was the best food. And you have an inkling if you had taken cooking, she would have been your instructor. (laughs) So you feel like you dodged a bullet with that one. So he leads you out into the courtyard. Right in front of the patio is like the fighting range. And then he takes you off to the left, past some like an outcrop of trees to where there is this huge, well, you would call it a field, but there's like a ton of shit in the way. And there's a lot of people milling around on the sidelines and they all kind of perk up when they see your group approach. And um, so there's like about 10 of you in this group and uh, there's about five different uh, fighters. One of them is Tikka. <laughs> Tikka waves. Puffles waves. And uh, just waving at each other enthusiastic. Like, hi friend, hi friend, my teammate. And uh, Bartholomew chuckles and he says, yeah, you will be working with your friend. You'll be working with your friends throughout all of this. Uh, they're just, they're all doing other stuff, but you guys will find time to do some training with them too. And um, so uh, the so they set up the course and uh, Bartholomew says for the first, we'll see the amazing stealth of Fluffles, if that's okay, because I mean, he is a legend. Tika just like looks, cackles, and then gets to his spot in, in the in the obstacle course, which like, is- Legend, legend my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what that, that laugh said. And he's up in a tight high tower, just like looking up over the thing. And um, so Fluffles, you'll have about five minutes to get through every, all three of them. You'll have time to start over if you mess up but you'll uh you have to you have to find and dismantle three people without killing them <laughs> the feeling that someone fucked up one time and now he's really got to t- specify that otherwise like hr might come after him <laughs> his fingers and he's just like you ruined all my fun <laughs> well we still need our teammates to be alive unfortunately and he gives them like a really big smile like you know i'm joking come on man and he he like scratches the back of his head and he's like awkward and you get the feeling that it was him oh. <laughs> So he has all of the other classmates circle around the thing so that at least somewhat they'll get a a way to see you. Actually, no, they go up to a tower that overlooks the whole thing that just kind of pops up out of the trees and they can see from a bird's eye view what you're doing. So they go up up the tower and they watch all of this and you start on the ground and before you is just a bunch of equipment. So like right in front of you is, I know how to describe it in my head. So basically this obstacle course looks like a really crowded like 10 
and wooden structure that has like little nooks and crannies in it and it the closest part to you starts as a little kind of like a little three four piece stepping stool but it kind of takes the shape of like really poor people houses as well and watchtowers and some of it's stone and some of it is just trees and stuff so he uh, yells from the top of the tower go and I'm actually going to time it now um, okay. part of this will be you building where you are and I will just place people where they are okay, where's the first bad guy the first bad guy uh, you will have to start sneaking around and seeing if you can find them first you okay. do know where Tika so is I... and he's up in a tower but everybody else is kind of hidden okay so I'm going to go to the closest house but I'm going to sneak up and I'm kind of going to use my mirror to peer in the window to see if anybody's in the window or in, in the room so you use your mirror and you see somebody sitting at the table facing the door that's around the corner from that window and that window is open slightly and he does not notice you he's busy like sharpening his sword okay are there any other windows in the room that i can see that he is facing away from there is not so the wall to the left of the window extending away from it yeah. is butt up against more structure and so is the far wall there's only the one window in the door okay and then like Pascal a vent from above fluffles is going to cast dancing lights in the far corner and then as soon as he does that and the other guy looks up and looks at the lights he's gonna sneak in the window and sneak up behind the guy and put him in a headlock and knock him out all right uh, i'm gonna roll perception uh yeah he sees okay. it so he's uh okay. he gets up and he looks around and i'm gonna make another perception roll to see if he perceives you uh, that was a two. No, he doesn't perceive you. He uh, just goes up to the lights and looks at them. Okay. Uh, so um, what do you do? Yeah, I'm going to sneak up behind him and put him in a headlock and knock him out. How do you do that? Have you gone through the window or are you going through the door? No, I'm sneaking through the window. But, like as soon as he... Can you make a slide of hand check oh. to see if you uh, open the window without making noise. Okay, just like I have to see the modifier. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. No, sorry, 18. 18? No, 18. Still, sorry. Still good enough. You can, uh, you get into the window. Now make a stealth check to see if you can come up behind him. Okay, that is roll L. 17. 17. Okay, so... You do roll to attack? Nat 20. Nat 20. So what do you do to him? Literally, I'm just going to put him in a chokehold and wait until he passes out. Just like, shh. <laughs> okay. Um, so he passes out. Uh, where do you go next? You hear um, someone walking outside the door and past the door further into the structure. Okay. I am going to open the door slightly and use my mirror again and look around the corners. Okay. Roll perception. That is... What's my not if That's not going to work. That's a nine. <laughs> Okay, so you don't notice anybody except the person walking. Okay, and I have to face three people? Yep, you got rid of one, you have two more left. And is Tika one of those? Uh, there's four other people on the map. Okay, I'm probably gonna go down the other way okay. from where that guy. So... There's an arrow that misses you, and it was filled with, like, powder and stuff, so it wouldn't hurt. And then uh, it says, someone says, I see him, I see him! And then the guy that was behind you turns around, and uh, you hear Bartholomew from above, and he says, Ah, oh, oh, the mirror trick was so good. One out of three is not bad, but we're going to have to reset and try again. Sorry, Fluffles. And Fluffles so is good. And be like all good. So, awesome. So um, you guys reset. You spend the day doing this, and you get a little bit better. But you still cannot ever seem to get up to Tika, and it goes like on like this for a few days and on through the week. And eventually, you do actually get to Tika, and you were the first one of your class to even make it to the three, because people usually only get to maybe one, and then they're 
they're failing. And that just speaks volumes to how difficult this course actually is. And how Fluffles actually is. <laughs> yeah, and Fluffles is actually really, really good. It's just supposed to be designed to be hard. So um, yep. with that, Fluffles will now have advantage on stealth checks when uh, trying to use sneak attack. Cool. So um, next we'll do Azura. So Azura, what are you up to? Who? What do I want to work on here? How about based on who she is? Let's go with acrobatics. I want her to work on that. Okay. So there is a mini acrobatics course being led by. Oh, who is it? The acrobatics course is being led by. You are surprised to find out that there is a monk on the team and it's the only monk that you have found in the wilderness. Absolutely the only one. Because Ooh. all of the monks other than Cerulea that you've met or know of, they exist in the kingdom. And there's only, there's very, very few of them. There's only about 800 in the entire kingdom. Oh. And they're all personally trained by Cerulea herself. Now, this person, um, we're gonna name them off of our Twitter profile. Oh, wait, no, let's name them after our patron. Or teacher's name, we gotta find that. Oh, Senkar. His name is Senkar. Uh, based after Senkar 2010, who became our first patron. We're still trying to figure out a fun thing for you, Senkar. If you've already like gotten it by the, by the time this comes out, I'm sorry. We're still trying to figure out what to do for you so that we can celebrate you being our first patron. I don't think we hear from you ever. So I would like to hear from you. You can email us at throneofdicepodcast at gmail.com. That'd be lovely. We would actually love to have you on for one of our mini series coming up. So let us know. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna name them Senkar. I'm gonna just do a quick thing so that I can have a character sheet in front of me. Okay, so Senkar, you go out to the, um, there's actually the opposite direction from the cafeteria. So you came down the main stairs, which at the top mm -hmm. of it has um, his office. And then off to the sides are like areas to classrooms and the dorms. Classrooms to the right, if you're looking at the door, uh, dorms to the left. When you come down the stairs, on the same side as the dorms is the direction of the of the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. On the on the opposite side of the stairs is the direction to what you would consider a gymnasium now, but it's basically just like it's got a bunch of like gymnastics stuff and fun things in there. And uh, the, this is where Senkar teaches people to be a little bit more acrobatic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and to train in their dexterity. So you start off the week not necessarily doing like flips and tricks and stuff. It's about learning how to dodge. So this week is all about learning how to uh, how to dodge and nim dodge nimbly. So you come into class and you see a bunch of like willowy elf people, particularly like wood elves and there's a couple, uh, it's like one drow, and then there's like, but they're not quite drow, they're like a half drow, they're like half drow, half high elf, so they're not quite drow. And then there's a, um, there's a couple humans, and there's quite a few tabaxis, and other nimble creatures. At the helm of the class, the one that's probably most glaringly different than all of them is the Air Genasi. He is lean and and he is um he's got this grace to him that's just so vastly different than most of the people that you meet. He moves through air like you would move through water. Very, very gracefully, very, very like like he's moving with some sort of wind current that you can't mm -hmm. even feel. And he is he's clad in traditional like monk robes and he has a very common calming presence about him that is also kind of excitable. <laughs> 
He's got an arrow tattoo on his head. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he is the two hairbender. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. He says, hello, new friends. Welcome to learning how to be more agile. We don't really have a name for this class, but it's something that you should learn. Today we will be discussing how to avoid blows and to be better at um, doing so while also trying to move from ledges. It's going to be difficult, but my hope is that by the end of the week you will understand both how to not get hit and not fall when you're trying to make jumps. Nice. We are going to set up a course uh, along the back wall here. He looks to some uh, burly barbarians. One of them is Rowan. And uh, (laughs) these will be your your obstacle friends. They're going to be moving the ledges around so that it's harder for you to jump. And then he looks over to a group of uh, archers and he says, and these people will be shooting at you. Oh, (laughs) okay. Rowan looks over at you and he's got a he's got a smile on his face and he's got his thumbs up in the air. He's like, you can do this. And then as you look over the archers, you see Calypso. Oh god, why have you put me in this situation? <laughs> He's, he looks over the crowd and of them and he says, okay, so um, he numbers you off. He has Rowan and Calypso in the same team and you happen to end up in that same team too. Oh my god, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, how did that happen? I don't know, it's not like it was predetermined. Okay. Um, so- <coughs> Dungeon Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeon Jesus. <laughs> At the end of it, there's three specific teams. There's about five of the trainees and um there are one of each archer and barbarian and by by the sheer fact that she's an archer you can tell that calypso is a ranger mm-hmm. so your team is team a there's b there's c team a is going first because i'm not gonna dribble on about all of the other people no <laughs> okay um so you are up first okay uh so how is this course laid out in front of me So when you're looking at the wall, there are about four levers at which Rowan stands at, um, and they need his big big bulky muscles in order to move the levers. (laughs) And they each correspond to different ledges on the wall. And there's one that's about five feet from the ground, one that's on the ground that'll help you lift off. There's another one that's about 10 feet off. So if you're looking at it, there's the one on the ground that's a little like jumping ledge. Okay. Uh, and then there's one five feet up on the wall to its right, a little bit like five feet over. And then five feet okay. over from that, that's 10 feet is um there's another ledge and this one's a little bit smaller than the first two and then the third ledge is even smaller than that it's about half its size it went from five feet to three feet to like one foot of uh width and space and the third ledge above that is a bell and that bell you're gonna want to have to hit it and while you're doing that beside rowan is going to stand Calypso and she's going to shoot arrows at you. They don't they don't have they have the same kind of tips as the ones that were thrown at Fluffles where they have like little paint sacks. So they'll okay. just they'll just hit you with paint. It's not gonna hurt very much. It's kinda like getting hit with a paintball. You have five minutes to try and get up to the bell. Okay. Uh so she's gonna kind of she's not gonna approach the course yet. Um how high of a jump is it from the ground to that first ledge? The first ledge is five feet off the ground. Second ledge okay. is uh ten feet 
and the third ledge is 15, and the 15 one is about 19 feet above, or not 19, sorry, 14 feet above. Oh, actually, yeah, that one's going to be 20 feet. The uh, second ledge is going to be 12, and the first one's going to be 5. So the uh, one that's on the ground that's about one foot tall and is a, like a leaping point to get onto the first ledge um, mm-hmm. is about 19 feet lower than the third ledge, and the third ledge is just a one foot by one foot square with a bell above it. And then the three off to the side are about five feet apart each and they're about the first one's five feet in width and length the second Mm -hmm. one is three feet in width and length and um the third's one by one okay and they recede into the wall they recede like are they moving currently uh they move and rowan moves them oh i see Okay. Well, I, she's just gonna walk up to it and try to... Is he moving any of the ledges yet? Uh, not currently. You have the inkling that he'll probably try to move it once you're on the thing. Okay. Alright, well then she's just gonna go for it for the first one. Okay, make a uh, acrobatics check. Oh, actually, I'm doing pretty decent. I got 17. So you go for it, and you land, and Rowan starts to move that block inwards, as well as moving in the second block. Okay. Well, then I... I... I'll just jump back down to the ground because if he's bringing in the second one then I can't really... He starts he stops at the second one, puts it back out but keeps the first one moving inward. Okay, then I will jump to the second one. Okay, make an athletics check. Or not athletics, acrobatics. (laughs) Five. Five. So your foot goes for it but you just don't quite get it. So your fingertips like brush against it and you fall flat on your face. Oof. (laughs) And he says, don't worry Zero, that's just a practice round. You, you You can do the next one. You're really good at this. <laughs> so he sets it back up, and then you're he sets it back up for you to go. Okay, I'll go again. Okay, so he hasn't touched them, but Calypso's gonna try and hit you. Okay. Um, 21. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Make an acrobatics check to see if you can counter it. I don't think I will. But, uh, no, that's an 8. <laughs> um, so she gets you right in the shoulder just as you land on the first one. Ah. Um, and he, uh, Sankar says, sorry, but you'll have to start at the beginning again, sweetie. You can do this. I believe in you. Everybody's, like, cheering you on and, like, they're really encouraging. <laughs> Azura's just gonna get really focused and forget about the world uh, other than Azura. uh, Sorry. Did you do a constitution save for me? Oh god. Okay. (laughs) So it's 15 plus 3. Okay, so you are not distracted by Calypso Calypso and Rowan. (laughs) Okay, Uh, she's just gonna go for it again and she's gonna give it her all. All right. So her plan this time is to move really, really quickly through them. So she's immediately going to jump onto the first one as soon as her foot lands and she takes that one little baby step like she's jumping directly no waiting in between between the things that she's jumping onto i forget the shelves that are moving in and out okay so acrobatics check for that and then you're gonna make another acrobatics check against her um against her arrows to see if you don't get hit so um make an acrobatics check to see if you can jump that much oh (laughs) what'd you get critical fail. So you start to go and you didn't realize that your shoelace was untied and you trip. <laughs> oh my god. And uh, nobody really like, they're like, oh yeah, she just screwed up her shoe. And you're able to continue again and make a new roll. <laughs> okay. 
I'm not rolling very good today. That one was only a six. All right, you don't spend as much, uh, like you're not as quick as you think you're gonna be and Rowan is able to move the second one away before you can, uh, before you can get onto it. Try again. Okay. Oh, come on. Let's, we, I can do this. <laughs> I believe in you dice. Give me a good number. <laughs> Azura says this out loud. <laughs> I believe in you dice. Please give me a good number. Uh, I'm a 17. <laughs> 17 is enough to do it. What's your AC? Uh, my armor class is 12. So you get right up to the third one. And as you get there, you get tapped in the hand by an arrow. You'd been dodging them right up until then, but she gets you right before you can ring that bell. And it like your hand is going up to reach for the bell and it grabs your, it hits your hand and slams it against the wall before it falls to the ground. And he says, wow, good talk. Really, really close, but I'm sorry, hon, you're gonna have to start again. So you finish, or actually, he says, um, actually time is up, so it's going to be the next person's turn, but we'll be trading this way throughout the week so that you can get more accustomed to it. So you spend the rest of the week doing this. The obstacle courses get a little bit more elaborate. By the end of the week, you are able to get all the way up the now five tiers and ring that bell. Ooh. And in doing so, like the first day and the last day were when Calypso and Rowan were helping. They changed out throughout the week, but they wanted to see your progress. So they, they asked to be there for the second day, for the last day. And upon learning this, when jumping to new things, you will now get advantage on acrobatics checks when you're jumping to new things. And then also you learn, you also learn a rogue trait called uncanny dodge, which means that when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack, the attack's damage. Actually, no, not that one. I want to give you a, I think it's a fighter trait. I just have to look it up. I just remembered that, that that's a trait that is a fighter thing, I think. Ooh. So it's a maneuver that a fighter has, but you're only getting one and you will be able to, what is it? Someone has a dodge feature and I'm just trying to find it. I think monks have something too. Mm, so basically I'm going to give you, is it like a feat or? I can't remember. I can't remember. Cause I'm looking at this thing called mobile. You are exceptionally speedy and agile. You gain the following. That's not a dodge thing. Never mind. One second. Okay, so I'm just gonna make it up. When you are getting hit with an attack twice per day, you can try to roll to see if you dodge and if you beat their attack roll, then you dodge them. Nice. Try to roll to dodge twice per long rest. Yeah, twice per long rest. Thank you. That'll and be very handy. And if you beat their attack roll, you've successfully dodged. If you, um, if you Beat, if you don't beat their dodge, but beat their AC, you have the damage. Anything else, you get full damage. Okay, if I don't beat their attack roll? If you don't beat their attack roll and you don't beat your AC, you get full damage. Okay, and what happens if I don't beat the attack roll, but beat the, um, your AC? the other one? Yeah. Then you get half damage. AC. Okay. I'm writing this quickly so it'll make sense for me later so I can write it out thoroughly. Oh, good. I just, I'm now at the point where I'm just going to like make up rules. <laughs> <I> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Now let's move on to Oddbell. What does Oddbell do? 
I'm like while they're doing their school. Yeah. What are your What's your school? What are you schooling? Um, I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just practicing my new spells, probably. Okay. Did I don't. Wanna... I don't know. Is that a, Is that a class? That's that would be a class trait. You can choose to special like have a special day like uh, a special thing in your class or your uh or in your craft um i'll probably do craft okay um uh, animal handling okay so you work with your snake yeah um, well do i go and find my snake or do i just have my snake i guess the first week would be you finding your snake okay or like i guess they have like animals in the farm or whatever and then like maybe you don't um, I find it that, like odd farm, bell but... yeah yeah i think that odd bell like goes down to the farm and she like looks at all of the like the cute animals that they have and she just like walks she just like looks at them it's like she's like walking through an art gallery she's not really interested in and she's like oh this is nice this is nice okay this is nice and she just walks straight through this field or whatever and then just starts wa- wandering the woods for a little while uh in the around the area and finds so a snake if you if you went to the woods you'd have to cross the lake but uh, in I the don't know, courtyard, like, maybe in the reeds near the yeah lake. yeah and i just like go down there and i'm like got my clo- cloak up around my knees and i'm just like budding around in the in the <laughs> swamp embracing nice. my inner swamp witch <laughs> so in the reeds you see a uh, what color is the snake um i feel like it's green like okay. really really big green snake well not really big. well size of my arms so like a little snake but he's you gonna s- be big you see this like medium-sized snake about the size of your arm um and he's got like these forest emerald green scales on his back and on his stomach are lime green scales and they create diamonds down his on his back that reach up and there's a diamond on his head but it's kind of a broken up diamond on his head and you get the feeling that he was like scratched by something up above and he's got like a scar running by his eye um, and oh uh, can i cast um like a, do, i don't know do you think would a healing spell be able to fix his eye um yeah it's a fresh wound you could probably heal it Awesome. It's- I want to. I want to heal his scars. Okay. I want to. I want to. I want him. Unless you, we want to keep him like cool and sick looking. I don't like, think don't- like fresh wound healing up will be like will negate the fact that there's going to be scars. But I think it would just like heal up the wound and he'd be more amicable towards you. Okay. So I'm gonna do uh, cure wounds on him. And um, he's at first confused, but he uh, he accepts it. What else do you do? What else do I do? I would probably just read my book and like read. It out to my snake and like show him the cute little pic well the pictures that are in there i don't imagine they're cute but like the pictures that are in my book and i just hang out with my yeah and that's my animal handling like i just hang out with my snack okay so while you're sitting there with him he just kind of like he's off to the side and he is nervous at first but for some reason he feels drawn to you and he like slithers up near you do you let him touch you at all oh yeah for sure so he like circles um, up your arm I- and is on your shoulder and you feel him tighten a little bit and then suddenly he is gone and he's jumped in the air and he's caught a bird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are snakes that eat birds. Shit, I say. I was like, me too. <laughs> and he eats the bird, and he's... Just little birds. We like big birds, though. I really hope you don't eat Tikka, because he's going to be so mad. <laughs> don't eat Tikka. And then I and then I start talking to my snake about, okay, so here's my game plan. If you decide you want to stick around and that I'm the kind of, kind of feline you want to align yourself with, I have this idea, this vision, okay? And I look at him and see if he responds, like if I can guess any kind of response from 
from him. He snake blinks at you and then okay, like great. sticks his so tongue out. exactly what I'm going for. So what I'm thinking is you hide in my sleeve. I go to hit somebody and then you jump out of my sleeve and latch onto their face. And he like cocks his head and then comes up beside you and curls around your arm. Well, we can snuggle arm. too. I like snuggles. I like snuggling too. We can snuggle. That's fine. And he rests his head on your shoulder and then he tickles your neck a little bit with his tongue like he's smelling you. But he's I boop his snoot. <laughs> and blinks. Oh, he's a snake. Great. He can't express very well. We are going to have to think of a name for you. I haven't decided what it's going to be, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it We'll figure it out. I have lots of name ideas. You know, I've been thinking about it for a long time. I don't know if I want to do something like a pun, like a snake pun. I don't know if you're interested in puns, but I think they're hilarious. Uh, or like something serious or something traditional, I guess. But I don't really like traditional. Maybe I'll go with something like a like a direction or something. <laughs> something cool like, like up or... <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, he just looks at you and listens to you. He's pretty enraptured. And he's pretty happy just to sit there. Over the week, what else do you do with him? Does this mean that I finished reading my book? Yeah, at, at the end of this day, you would have finished. Awesome. So I use my... So just side note, I use my home of understanding and bump up my wisdom score by two so now i'm at 18 so that's a plus four wonderful and then i and then yeah i just get to know how does everybody else snake. react to her bringing in a snake be hella intrigued because i mean she's been a hermit her whole life i'm sure she's come across some pretty cool creatures and she's also a druid so she appreciates every creature for you know as it is yeah. and so she's gonna kind of like when this snake first comes out or it, like i first see him uh zara's gonna walk up and kind of like peer at his little face and be like well aren't you just so handsome look and at those his green scales his son comes out and like flicks your nose oh hello to you too <laughs> And she's just going to kind of ogle over the adorable green snake that is now a part of our home. Are you going to keep him? Well, you know, I, I think he I think he's interested in hanging around. I mean, he's a pretty cool dude. Still trying to figure out a name, though. I'll think about oh. it. I was thinking, like, Greg or Vance or... At the, at the sound of Greg, he just, like, perked up and he was like... No, not, you're not a Greg. You're not a Greg. You're something more. Something more. Oh. And then he, like, comes... He, like, leans his head back and then he, like, shaves his head and goes down. We'll figure out something a little. We'll compromise. We'll compromise. <laughs> we'll figure something out. <laughs> That's How it. cute. Maybe he could become our little party mascot. Um, he excuse me. He's not a mascot. There's no way he's a mascot. He is a part of the team. All right. He's going to hold up the team one day. I like that more. Good idea. And, and Rowan's just like in the corner of the living room in your suite, just like making sure Drumir doesn't come near him. Drumir says Raven. <gasps> yeah. You know, oh, if my, yeah. okay, I just want to warn you that my snake totally jumped into the air and fucking pulled out a bird out of thin air, even. His magical snake. Drumir is actually like really, like, he's kind of panicking. And so, like, Rowan just kind of opens up the patio door and is like, okay, you can stay out here for now. Oh, sorry, out what's going I, on with snake. I thought he was going to fight my snake. <laughs> Like, don't no, my like, snake, because he'll eat you. No, the raven wanted to get away from your snake. And oh, as, as that happens, you also notice that, like, Ticka's across the room, just like, that thing's staying small, right? Hey, like, hey, little, little snake. We don't eat Ticka, okay? We don't eat that bird at all. Uh, and he looks at Ticka and looks at you and looks at Ticka and, like, nods. Kind of like he understands, but you're not sure if he understands. Can you so maybe ask him to not... <laughs> 
can't go for Rowan's bird either. I feel like I I feel like Dremere is as important as your snake now is. Well, I feel well. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like my snake should go after anyone's bird. You know, you know. I think that I think that I think that they'll be able to take care of themselves. They'll know. They'll know. We have we have a click. I'll explain clicks later. <laughs> but we were the cool kids. We don't eat cool kids' pets. Or buddies, sorry, companions, not pets or buddies. I mean, you're my buddy. But we don't have to. We can keep that to ourselves. It's okay. Man, I am so excited to talk to this, like, talk to the snake. I'm I'm just going to always be thinking <laughs> very hard at my snake. I think, so yeah, that it goes over pretty well, all things considered. I think Murphy thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. And the snake <laughs> is very gentle with him. And uh, I think you spend the rest of the week getting to know your snake a little bit. And during this week, you teach him how to fetch you things. Nice. You okay. can now play fetch with your snake. So if you need your oh snake God, to retrieve awesome. something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, a snake that plays fetch. That's adorable. And he can also send things for you. So he's your carrier pigeon snake friend. Carrier <laughs> snake. So now you have that option. And then you guys have this week. You guys get some training. You get to know the ropes a little bit. And then at the end last day, the last dinner that you guys have of that week, Lawson finds you in the cafeteria, and as per usual, people go silent, and he leans down into the table and he says, once you're done dinner, come to my chambers immediately. Do not talk to anybody. Do not start a thing. Just come as quickly as you can. Oh, okay. And so that's like everybody looks up after Lawson breezes out of the room without even giving so much as a speech as per usual. So everybody's just like gossiping to high hell around you now that he's out of the room. And um, <laughs> yeah. Like, does anybody want to look over to Long John's table at all, or? Yeah, I'll do it for I'll do it for seven. Sure, I'll do it on fourteen. Fourteen. I got twenty-three. Okay, I got uh, that is a six plus six, so twelve. Okay, Jenna and Azira just noticed that there's an unsettled air about them that they like watched that interaction like weren't settled. Fluffles notices that Long John is glaring and really like upset and you're not sure why. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys you guys talk before you guys finish your food or do you finish quietly and head up or what's, what's going to happen? I, I look at the girls and I just say something doesn't feel right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous to find out what this is about. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't, I'm still not sure if he knows that I use ne- necromancy spell that one time because I, he said okay that one time when we said we didn't, I didn't do, didn't do, uh, necromancy spells, but I'm nervous that he might have just, like, kind of known. Fluffles is just to look at Oddbell and just be like, you're as subtle as an elephant in a room. You know, I have met a couple elephants in my day, you know, and they're actually pretty, like, not subtle. They're very big and very in the way. So, um, I feel like, (laughs) well, I'm offended and that's fine. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll remember this. And I wink and I, like, glare at him and then I, like, slowly wink at him. Like, Um, (laughs) I'm offended. Rowan chuckles and turns to Hillier and says, sorry, man, uh, I wish I could tell you what this is about. I wish I knew what this is about, but I'm pretty sure we can't tell you at all. So I think it would be best and less awkward if you didn't ask any questions about it. And Hillier just kind of looks really confused. And he's like looking at you guys like, are, are, are you guys all going all gonna to be okay? Like, what, what's happening? Tika like looks at him and just shakes his head. He says, oh, okay, um, Fluffles, uh, should I just take Murphy? Yeah, I, I look at him and I say, probably be best. 
and then I hand Murphy to him and I give him a quick squeeze of the hand like it's okay we'll be okay um he he now uh, over the week you've noticed that he is really happy to be with Hillier and um while he loves being with you he's not as upset not having you around and he'll just he goes Hilly Hilly oh he's sad that he's not with both of you but he's uh he's not sad to not he's not having grumpy hissy fits anymore and he had a big he did a big one like the second day uh that you went <laughs> off to the class he had a big hissy fit temper tantrum in the middle of it and then as time went on he was like happier and happier okay <laughs> so hillier goes to join uh the long john squad because that's his new team you can kind of hear like so what did they tell you what did, did they say anything from everybody in the group and he's like no no they won't tell me yeah you kind of notice that like long john's mind maybe not in the loop on this one so you have an idea of what's going on it's it's the secret mission shit so yes Okay. You guys head up to his office. Walking uh, there, sorry, just as an ad lib of while we're walking there, is there a, is still going to kind of be nervous and she's just going to kind of sidle up to Rowan and loop her arm through his and kind of just hold on a little bit. Uh, he rests his opposite hand, his other hand on your on your hand and just like kind of pats it. <laughs> and uh, he like le- leans into you a little bit. Oh. Azura oh, I whispered gonna... to my snake, I whispered to my snake, that's called flirting. That's <laughs> flirting. Uh, Azura, does Azura hear this? Uh, make a perception check. Oh, that's a critical fail. Uh, you oh, do no. not notice anything except his strong muscular bicep. But does Rowan hear me? Oh. <laughs> Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> Get embarrassed. Uh, uh, and he, like, looks over at you, like, rolls his eyes, and just kind of, like, leans into her more. I, like, whistle under my breath. Like, How do you whistle under your breath? I don't know, like, just quietly. <laughs> but, like, kind of just, like, blowing air out of my mouth. The, the rhythm is like a whistle, like an inappropriate whistle. Okay. Yeah. I think the whole group kind of knows that one. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, you get to the office and Rowan knocks on the door and uh, it opens immediately and Rowan ushers you in. Uh, Ashen rush- rushes you in. And he, uh, he says, okay, again, like I said earlier, this doesn't leave this room, but I'm going to be sending you on a mission and you're leaving tonight. So I will need you to pack up immediately. You'll have to go down and see our disguise specialist and pick up your disguises because you will be going into the kingdom. Ooh, I wonder what they're going to make me. So here's here's the thing. So the mission is in the small town, east, the, the small village east of Roy called Toth because the wilderness has encompassed encompassed it and this is a very very weird occurrence because normally it's a very very slow growth but this happened overnight basically in the last three days it has come in and we lost contact with one of our um, informants who was giving sending information back that zombies had been sighted and shit the wilderness shortly afterwards just surged forward and engulfed the entire town um the people of the kingdom are not yet aware of this the people in the wilderness have had a very hard time getting in and none have come out. So, question: Are we are we supposed to? You're, I mean, you're telling me that our job is to go help a bunch of people that want to kill us. That um, would like be totally cool if we just died. Your job is to get rid of whatever thing is causing necromancy in that village because 
The necromancy, I think, is directly related to the wilderness. And we will never be able to fix our goal of making it so that we can be in the real world and out of the wilderness if we are constantly letting people like this get away with things like this. We have to be able to get rid of the necromancy so that people can feel semi-safe around us again. Do you really think that that's going to help? People are just going to start thinking that we're good because we started killing things that they're too scared to fight in the first place? I think doing nothing makes it worse. And then you're just as bad as the rest of the problem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not say that I disagree. I was just asking questions. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes people just don't care. Sometimes people are too scared to, to actually think about other people's people. And he looks directly at you and he says, sometimes we have to do what seems like the most dangerous thing in order to survive. Oh, okay, George Washington, calm down. Missed it. Well, maybe not, maybe not George Washington. He's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, wait, Mark, wait, what's his name? Uh, Mark, no, Mark Twain. There we go. He's not problematic, I don't think. He's also not part of that universe, so Washington's super confused and not quite sure why you didn't see the reference that he was making there. So I made a different reference. <laughs> I don't, did you catch that or no? I did not catch it. I didn't catch it at all. Sorry. Asked about it the entire fucking episode. Does not notice when he says something. <laughs> really pointed. Oh. Literally. <laughs> I failed my perception check in real life. <laughs> yeah. That's legit what just happened. Oof. <laughs> Ooh. That's why Azura was like, oh. Can you, can, can you just repeat it for Jenna and then Oddbell won't know, but I just want to know the, the oh moment. He said, he looked directly at her very pointedly and said, sometimes we have to do the most dangerous things in order to survive. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, got it. Awesome. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness gracious. He knows. He knows. <laughs> I don't know this, but he knows. <laughs> uh, I love how you didn't even roll anything. You You're just like behind the behind the gym. Yeah. They know. Like why not roll and try and see if uh, Oddbell actually did pick it up? <laughs> or are you just gonna go on your real life failed perception? Um, I will. I will. Oh man, I kind of want to roll it. I think it'd be interesting. Okay, let's. I think you should roll it. Oh, I got a ten though. I rolled. I got it. Only one got a ten. Nobody's <laughs> referencing something, but you're not quite sure what. You know, I feel like that was a clever joke that I just didn't understand. But I think we'll we'll, we'll probably talk about it later. Cracks the bridge of his nose again. <laughs> oh my god! And he like sighs and he turns to the rest of them and he says, "Well, Rowan will show you where to get the rest of." your equipment. Definitely so is Zora. Azura. And, uh, <laughs> Does I, okay, do I hear that? <laughs> Perception check? <laughs> I, I, My I favorite like thing is making her flush. These fucking so pot shots, man. I picked up on it this time. I rolled a 17. <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like Pluffles heard it too and he just kind of turns to her and he's like, oh no, I think Rowan's already get the, got that one covered for her. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Wait, what, what did Jenna say? Because I didn't quite hear it. You can't just go flirting with other people on reality TV, okay? It's all for attention. It's fine. And Jenna, you gotta stop crossing over into our universe. I, I'm not your ability, sorry. Jenna. I just start saying things in Oddbell's voice. I don't mean for it to be... <laughs> I don't mean for it to be her. I just imagine me pretending to be her, pretending to be me. You know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it doesn't 
work on a podcast. It doesn't work on a podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop. We can just pretend like that didn't happen. Like the whole, while the whole like like reality TV show line. <laughs> My bad. I'm just really bad. I get way too into her voice. She's becoming a. Di- she's becoming like a part of me. She's becoming your <laughs> Sheila. Don't no. Don't ruin this. <laughs> Don't hurt me so. <laughs> oh god. All right. All right so any, anyway. Rowan's really awkward about what was just said, but he like kind of smiles down at Azura and uh, tries tries to hide the blushing. Uh, Azura is also going to be blushing, and she's just going to kind of like be looking up through her eyelashes at him, and then like looking at the ground and being like, "Dick, size and frustration." She's actually going to respond this time and be like, "Man, I just." I don't know what to say to these things anymore. We haven't even, like... Tika, who has been watching you guys dance this dance for two weeks now, <laughs> sighs, stands up, and makes a cawing noise, throws his arms up in the air, and goes, God, just bone already. <laughs> just bone already. This is going to turn all of Azura's face bright purple, and she, was, <laughs> she will respond, because now that she's more comfortable with these people, her personality is coming out, and she's she's filthy. She's gonna be like, I mean, I mean, that was the goal. (gasps) And Rowan goes, um, so we're not gonna tell them about last night? Oh my gosh, and Oddbell totally just keeps gasping. (laughs) She heard the tea. She is freaking out right now. (laughs) Mr. Snake, did you hear the, they, 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 and she can't even say it. She's just like pointing <laughs> with the snake. She's like pointing between the snake and Azura and Rowan. She's like, they, they, they did, they did. <laughs> What's Fluffles' reaction? Fluffles is just gonna look around and be like, seriously, am I the only one that knew that this happened? It's not like they were actually quiet about it. <laughs> they, they, they did. They, they're children, you know. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to take me seriously. I thought it was all a joke. I was just teasing. And now I know it's not a joke and it's really weird now, but that's fine. And uh, Lashin just kind of looks at all of you and just like... He's this poor guy. (laughs) He hired us to do a job. (laughs) I kind of feel like we're going to break Lashin the same way Taco broke the Goshapon guy. (laughs) Yes. And Lashin just kind of looks at all of you and he looks like at Azura. And Rowan, and he's like, We didn't have to have an HR meeting. Before you leave, please, please, for the love of God, go talk to HR first. (laughs) Okay, so Tika, you guys have paperwork to fill out. (laughs) Apparently. He's like, Okay. So, Tika, you will show the rest of these guys to the to the to the armory to pick up the rest of their weapons that you guys couldn't keep in the dorms, which were the magical, crazy magical shit that you guys had. You guys for my armed rapier, because that's not exactly coming off. No, that's not coming off. It's like the the crazy like magical shit that was like, if anybody else gets a hold of this, don't. So it's like all locked up for you nice and tightly for when you go on missions. Oh, um, beautiful. And so like he's like, okay, yeah, just fucking go. You'll <laughs> meet up with somebody to help you get through the portal to Fairhaven. It's fine. <laughs> Sigh of just such anguish. So, um, 
What you have learned also while you were here is that there is uh, there is teleportation uh, devices at each of the big places, but they're one directional. The only ones that are two, di two directional are the ones for the Order of the Fallen. So if you needed to get to the one in the north or the one in the east, you could use a portal to get there and back. But in Fairhaven, Parish Cove, Ursania and Relis, which is north, directly north of the Order of the Fallen. Relis was named by at Dirty Twenty D and D on Twitter, and Toth was named by at Fairy Podcast and on someone Twitter. Who loves Avatar? Yes, but well, it's Toth and not Toth. So, well, basically the same thing. But uh, yeah, so uh, he's like, yeah. Um, so somebody will be at the portal directing you into Fairhaven. Remember that you cannot use this on the way back. You will either have to make your way to the East Order of the Fallen or back towards us after you finish with Toth. So be careful, have each other's backs, and do not be afraid to send Drumir my way with information if you need to. So uh, you're dismissed. Okay. Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear Welcome. you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hoping someone would do that. I was like, I can't break the fourth wall anymore. I said I'd stop, but I need someone. I, I am the fourth wall, so I can <laughs> You can do whatever you want. Yep, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are dismissed, and that will be the end of the episode. <laughs>